The Bible says in Luke chapter 2, verse 19, and Mary kept these things and pondered them in her heart. I think everybody in this room that uh, is a parent has probably at some point reflected <clears throat> on the idea or the thought, how will my kids turn out? Every one of us have done that, haven't we? How will they turn out? What will they be? And I'm saying this in context this morning and I think you captured that in this brief video of the look on Mary and Joseph's face, especially that of Mary, of that little tiny infant, newborn. How will he turn out? What will they do? How will they be? We have uh, two daughters and four granddaughters, and I think every time I see them, and probably several times in between. I keep thinking, how would they turn out? And we're starting to see some of that unfold, especially with the older ones. How will they turn out? What are they going to do? Will they go to college? Are they pursuing a particular career? Uh, so much happens in their lives, doesn't it? Braces on, braces off. Glasses. Glasses off, contacts in. You know, all of these things, many things. That first Christmas had to be just an incredible moment there for these new parents, Joseph and Mary. It was a long trip, a hard trip, difficult, no vacancy. They wound up sheltering in a, uh, in a stable, giving birth, this huge array of angels just outside of town. Three wise men. Where did they come from? How long was their journey? And everybody that's surrounded. And the Bible says, Mary pondered these things in her heart. I like that. She was reflective. And I think it's natural for every parent and even grandparents to do this same kind of reflecting. We wonder how they're going to turn out. We wonder what kind of a world are they going to face. I can tell you this, it's not the world that I face. There's going to be a different world. How are they going to do? And all of these things, and we think about this. I like what songwriter Mark, uh, Mark Lowry writes, I think he captures this well. Mary, did you know your baby boy is the Lord of all creation? Mary, did you know your baby boy will one day rule the nations? Do you know that your baby boy is, is heaven's perfect lamb? The sleeping child you're holding is the great I am. And we have not heard that since the days of Moses. And here he is. And he's being cradled in Mary's arms. Let me give you three quick questions here in the time that I have remaining this morning that I would seek an answer from God in this person called Jesus. 
Question number one, can I trust him? Is he trustworthy? We live in a world full of religious, uh, uh, religious characters, so what makes Jesus better than the rest of them? If I'm going to answer that, I need a source. And to me, the only source that you need to go to or should go to is the source that you find in the Word of God. It's not a source that you find in, a, in, in any magazine or uh, somebody else's writing or anything like that. It comes from the Word. So let's find out, what does the Word say? The Bible says in John chapter 1 and verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then continuing on a few verses later, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. That's who Jesus is. Among many other things, there are scores of prophecies that come out of the Old Testament <clears throat> that have been carefully and perfectly fulfilled in the New Testament, and some even in our current day right now. These are prophecies that concern the birth of Jesus, the ministry and the life of Jesus, even his death, his resurrection, and his second coming. All of them are coming true, all of them precisely as God said they would, and how they do that. So you should believe. And maybe you decided, well, I'm not going to take your word for it, Pastor. I'm going to, I need to find this out for myself. That's okay. I accept that. Here's what I recommend to you. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and see for yourself. See it for yourself. Go into that with an open mind and say, God, I want to find out who this person Jesus is and what he's all about. And I'm convinced that as you read these, these four letters, you're going to discover the real Jesus. You're going to discover what he does in our lives and you're going to discover something else. You're going to find out that you can trust him. He is totally 100% he is totally trustworthy. Question number two, does he have power to help me? Do you believe that you can trust Jesus? Then you can trust what he says about himself. One of the most powerful statements that you'll find in the entirety of the New Testament is found in John chapter 11 and verse 25, which simply says, I am the resurrection and the life. And he who believes on me shall never die but have everlasting life. He's the resurrection. He's the life. And he's the life giver. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 5 says that Jesus is the firstborn from the dead. Meaning that Jesus is the first to ever be resurrected and he's the first to never die again. That's Jesus. That's who he is. When Jesus came forth from the tomb on Easter morning, he arose once for all. When he left the grave, he left it for good, never to return again, never to come back into that thing. Here's the point. If God raised Jesus from the dead, then Jesus is able to do anything in your life. Romans chapter 8 and verse 11 says, If that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, then he will give life to your body. Life. 
Christ gives life. Christ gives life. Sin brings death, but Christ gives life. My faith, my faith rests on facts this morning, folks. Rests on facts. It rests on the certainty and the surety of this word. It's not, not some hopeful feeling. It's not something that, well, I hope it turns out okay. I, I, I think I, if I feel good about this thing, then it's going to work out. It's none of that at all. My faith has found a resting place. It's in Christ and Christ alone. Question number three, will he take care of my future? There's a lot of people talking about the future today. What's going to happen in the future? Some people are so wound up about the future. Personally, I, I, I'm, I'm concerned about the future, but I'm not wound up about it because I know God has it all laid out. God has a plan. God has a, uh, God has a desire for my life and for your life, too. If you look at the headlines, you are going to wonder about the future, that's for sure. Mary had to be wondering about the future of the little boy that she was holding. Can you imagine? Can you imagine wise men whom she never met in her life? Strange people, elegant. They did not travel alone. They traveled with an entourage that came in and presented Mary and Joseph and Jesus with fine gifts of great expense. Shepherds that came, bowing themselves to worship. Mary pondered all of these things in her heart. What's the future holding for me and my son? There's plenty of Bible passages, but Jesus is going to be the ultimate ruler of this planet. We've talked about Bible prophecy in here for a little bit over the last week or two and some things like that. In the first century, though, Nero thought he was the ruler over everything, and he was. He was basically the, the, uh, the master over the Roman Empire of that day, powerful empire, considered himself a god, and very, very arrogant in, in that consideration. He did hold the power of life and death in his hands. He ordered the burning of Rome. He beheaded Paul, the great apostle. But 2,000 years have passed and the tables are turned. Here's how I say this. Sometimes we name our dogs Nero, but we name our sons Paul. That's how that works. You line up all the so-called rulers of the world, and there are many of them, and you can name them, and Jesus is still the ruler over all of them. I know this world is, it seems like it's a mess, and it's hard to believe but there's a lot of evidence that is pointing in the wrong direction. And a lot of the people think everything is out of control. No, it isn't. It isn't. It really isn't. It's all in control. It's all under God's hand. It's all organized by him. And he's going to have the ultimate say in absolutely everything. The Bible says, in the fullness of time, God brought forth his son. God knew about this. God knows about us in this room today and that's that's the 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 incredible thing of what's happening today god knows us think about it think about it. the fact that god had an interest in me god had an interest in you 
And his interest was so high and so extreme that he sent his one and only son to come into this world, to be born in a stable, and to die on a cross. Why? Because he loved us. He cared for us. He realized that we are caught in this, this mess of sin, He's, and that we can't, uh, that we're enslaved by it. We can't get out of it. And so Christ comes to break us free and to give us liberty and to love us and to care for us and to give us a future and to give us a hope. That's what he did. In the meantime, that first night in Bethlehem, a casual onlooker would uh, probably not have suspected what was going on. But what was going on was absolutely earth-shaking of what was happening in that tiny stable in an obscure village on sort of the outskirts of the Roman Empire. Christ was born. The Savior was born. And Mary pondered these things in her heart. Donna Lee, you never know how the baby's going to turn out, do you? You just don't know. But this one was going to surprise us. And you know what? He's still surprising all of us. Every one of us today. Can I trust him? Does he have power to help me? Will he take care of my future? And the answer to every one of those is yes, absolutely. He will do that. I want to ask you to pray with me right now. Would you do that, please? Our Father, this morning we have presented the wonder of Jesus, the wonder of his birth, the wonder of his coming into this, into this world. We've presented it in many ways, through, through music, through puppets, through lighting of candles, we've read from your word, we've spoken from your word. We'll sing the songs of the church. We thank you. Father, I pray today that there will be people sitting in this room right now that realize, that, would, that, come to the, that are coming to the realization, I need Christ in my life. I need what God and only God can do in my life. I need God's help for my, my sin. I need God's help for my home, for my marriage, for my children. I need God. I need God today. Father, I pray for people this morning who need Jesus Christ as the Savior and Lord of their life. Father, I pray that you would do what no person can do, and that's convict them of this need. And I pray that that would happen right now. And I pray that you'll help them to pray with me. I want you to pray with me right now. People who need Christ, would you pray with me right now? Dear Jesus, please come into my heart, my life. I admit that I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. I need Christ. I need Jesus. Come into my heart. I believe with you, believe on you with all of my heart. As my Savior and my Lord, forgive my sin. 
I know that you came into this world. I know that you died for me and that you were resurrected from the dead. And today I ask you as my Savior, my Lord, and I mean it with all of my heart. I'm going to endeavor with your help to truly live for you. And I thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you stand with me and sing again the first Noel, please, this morning? Would you sing that with me on the first verse? The first Noel, the angels did say, Turn poor shepherds in fields as they lay in fields where they lay keeping their sheep on a cold winter's night that was so deep no singing good this morning. This is great. Oh, it's just great. Isn't this good? Mm. Very good. We love Christmas music. And uh, thank you for being a part of this service today. I, I want to just uh, kind of as a word of reminder, obviously we're going to have church next Sunday no matter what. <laughs> we are going to uh, not be intimidated by snow. 
And I, I do want to remind you that on Christmas Eve, that's, I, I know that's about two weeks away, but uh, it's going to come here quick. Christmas Eve at 6 o'clock. This is going to be just an amazing service. It always is. It's always full house and then some. And uh, puppets are going to do a little thing. And uh, I tell you what, there's going to be all kinds of music and stuff and things like this. Uh, it's going to be a great service. It's going to be a great service to invite people to come. I honestly believe that if you'll invite them to come on Christmas Eve, they'll be here and join with you. God bless you. Let's lift our hands for the blessing of God. Father, may the Lord bless and keep your people. May the Lord make his face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us. Father, lift up your countenance upon us, our homes, our families, the people that we're going to encounter this week. Let them see the light, the love, the blessing of Christ in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.